Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with CUInfoSecurity.com. I'm here today with Anthony Vitale, the Assistant Vice President of Information Technology Development at Patelco Credit Union, which is based in San Francisco. Anthony, before we get started, could you please tell the audience a bit about your role with Patelco and a little bit about the credit union and its membership? Uh, yeah, Patelco is based in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's a community chartered credit union. It has a field of membership that serves approximately a thousand large and small businesses throughout California and Illinois. It began as a credit union for the Pacific Telephone and Telegraph Company, which is where its name was derived from. It was founded in 1936 with $500 in deposits and has grown over the last 70 odd years to approximately 3.7 billion in assets today and has approximately 200, 290,000 members. Um, my role here at Patelco is to manage the software development process for desktop applications and online delivery solutions such as online banking, mobile banking, um, our new membership platform, consumer loan origination system, as well as our data warehouse and reporting system. Now, Patelco has been exploring innovative banking channels such as the mobile channel for nearly a decade. How and when did the credit union launch its mobile banking offer? I've been with Patelco now for nearly 10 years, and there has always been a commitment to offer its members with access to the latest and most convenient banking services. It is in that spirit we partnered with MShift back in 2001 to build and integrate a browser-based mobile solution. MShift uses a screen scraping technology which allowed them to bring their product to market fast. They essentially pass the user request to our site behind the scenes. We perform the transaction, and MShift takes the response and presents it in a user-friendly fashion suitable for a mobile device. It was very innovative and enabled Patelco to offer a mobile solution before many other financial institutions did at that time. Okay, and you've kind of answered my next question, which talks about financial institutions. And when most of them are looking at launching a mobile banking service, they usually start by targeting and transitioning their online banking members and customers. Now, at Patelco, you said about 60% of your membership currently banks online. Has Patelco focused its marketing for mobile banking toward those online users? Uh, most recently, Patelco's marketing efforts with regard to mobile banking have been focused on existing online banking users as it's been the most cost-effective means of reaching those members who are predisposed to non-traditional banking, uh, for example, using resources other than a branch or ATM. But we recognize the need to reach beyond online banking users to the subset of population that is a heavy cell phone user without ready access to a computer. This is an untapped market and one which will require greater cost to acquire through print, media, statement inserts, newsletter communications, etc., um, and which will be a focus for Patelco in 2011 and the final months of 2010. And so do you think, Anthony, that financial institutions miss the mark by solely focusing mobile banking strategies toward their online users? During the 2009 holiday season, over 60% of shoppers between the ages of 18 and 34 used their mobile phone for in-store activities to do things like price comparisons, reading peer feedback, and downloading coupons. There are apps out there now, one of which called Red Laser, is one of the top five paid apps in the Apple Store. So people are willing to pay for this. It lets you scan a UPC code and give you price comparisons. Another similar app called Shop Savvy is the top free app in Android marketplace. So based on these statistics, I don't necessarily think your mobile users are a subset of your online banking users. 
I think they can be mutually, mutually exclusive and can be segmented and targeted differently. Now, currently, Patelco has about 8,000 mobile banking users, which accounts for about 3% of your overall membership. Patelco offers SMS, text, and the browser-based mobile banking that we've been discussing. Are the majority of your mobile banking members using both mobile options? Yes, but what's been interesting is that we've been seeing a much higher growth rate in our SMS text banking service. Um, we launched text message banking back in very early 2008, and its adoption rate has been much higher than our mobile-based solution in 2001. But I would add it's probably correlated to timing. Every year for the past six years, we, we say it's the year of, of mobile, um, and if it isn't this year, maybe it's next year, but we're getting close. Um, just to give you some data to back that up, if you think of the adoption of mobile phones, two-thirds of the world's population has a mobile phone. You basically have 4.6 billion mobile subscribers. That's more than the number of people with a personal computer, um, and adoption is eight times faster. Some say that mobile isn't really happening in retail or commerce, but if you think about shop savvy and the red laser example, as I mentioned earlier, it's changing the retail landscape. So we expect our mobile adoption to continue to increase over time um, through both SMS and our browser-based solutions. And then from a security perspective, browser-based mobile banking poses some security risk because of the need for users to oftentimes download applications, such as the iPhone apps for mobile banking. What considerations did Patelco take into account before deciding to offer mobile banking that requires users to download any kind of application? Uh, well, Patelco is currently in the process of developing and launching its first downloadable app. We're still learning as we go through the process, but we are approaching it similar to our online channel using a layered approach to security and with the understanding that there are emerging threats that we still haven't seen yet. With that in mind, incorporating authentication measures throughout the process is one area we focus. We're looking at different types of transactions and the risks they pose, since not all types of transactions pose the same type of risk. In addition to authentication, there are ways we are mitigating risk by incorporating certain types of transactional limits that are embedded within the app, um, notifying the user of certain types of events through different means, such as email or text. Um, we also incorporate behavior profiling and embed that within the application design. Um, we also incorporate design considerations, such as how we cache, how we encrypt, and how we validate user input. Okay, you've kind of answered my next question, which I know Patelco works with M-Shift for its mobile banking platform. What other providers did you talk to, and what security measures does M-Shift have in place that provide layers of security for Patelco and its members, such as not caching the pages? The mobile banking platform was implemented in 2001 by John Shields, um, the SVP and chief technology here at Patelco. It was through his leadership and vision that we partnered with M-Shift at the time, M-Shift has a number of security measures in place to safeguard the mobile session. Their platform is leveraged through your internet banking site. This means that there is no redefinition of the rules you already have in place. Sensitive user information is transmitted via end-to-end -end SSL, so the transmission from a handset is no different than an SSL transmission from a PC. Sessions are encrypted and devices are authenticated in real time against M-Shift's device signature. Uh, no data is stored during the conversation process. The web page provided by Internet Banking is converted into a mobile page and delivered back to the handset in real time. The entire process occurs within the memory space of the application and takes place in one transaction. All of the systems within the M-Shift environment are classified as need-to-know.
And now with that tie between online and mobile, Patelco is now working to offer more services via the browser-based mobile devices. One of those offers is the peer-to-peer payments. Um, please give us some background as it relates to Patelco's peer-to-peer or P2P offer online, and I know you use Cash Edge's Pop Money service. How the credit union plans to transition that offer to the mobile channel? The mobile channel is an exciting area right now. There's a lot happening within that space. When you look at the trends and the growth rate, all the innovation that's happening, it's an exciting opportunity and an area our members are interested in. So I think that's kind of what set the stage to look at our mobile banking. We have a long-established partnership with CashEdge through a product we call MoneyLink24. It's a service powered by CashEdge that allows you to transfer money from your Patelco account to another financial institution and vice versa. When we learned about Pop Money, we were in a good position already having worked with CashEdge. The first stage was to configure the service and then launch it through our regular online channel. The next step um, in transitioning to the mobile channel um, was to make it available through the mobile browser-based version of our mobile solution, which was powered by MShift. Um, so we were able to leverage CashEdge's Pop Money platform and MShift green scraping technology to deliver a fully integrated P2P solution available through our mobile channel. What doors, Anthony, do you expect P2P to open for mobile users? P2P essentially enables you to send money to another individual, and all you need to know is their email address or mobile number. Moreover, there is no information, financial information, being exchanged between the sender and the recipient. So you can basically send money to anyone. The way Pop Money P2P works is that the sender just plugs in how much they want to send, enters an email address or mobile number, and off it goes. The recipient receives a notification of the money being sent, and if that recipient banks at a financial institution that also partners with Pop Money, they can go right into their online banking site and accept the transfer, or else they can provide the routing information through Pop Money's website and accept the funds that way. The sender only knows the recipient accepted the money. So P2P basically makes sending money very convenient for mobile users. And finally, Anthony, I wanted to ask, what are the top three security concerns credit unions should consider before launching any mobile service or application? Uh, yes, you should definitely want to consider the fact that you do not have the ability to safeguard the phone physically. The phone can be stolen or lost by the end user. Uh, number two, there are emerging threats in mobile malware, phishing, and social engineering tactics. Many of the vulnerabilities we see on the online channel also pertain to mobile as well. Number three, you can't control the member, how they use their phone, what they use it for, what kind of information they store, what apps they download. So it's an unknown risk you can't control. You just never know what kind of personal information they're exposing on their phone or the type of application they're running that could compromise it. Thanks for your time today, Anthony. Thank you. Again, we've just heard from Anthony Vitale, the Assistant Vice President of Information Technology Development at Patelco Credit Union, which is based in San Francisco. For CUInfoSecurity.com, I'm Tracy Kitten.